Hello and welcome to the Sliding Doors podcast, here for another episode. Uh, we're joined by an illustrious guest this week, uh, my friend Jack Nolan. Um, so Jack is actually um, kind of responsible for, for launching this podcast in a way, in that I'd had the idea for, for a while. And then Jack reached out to me on, on LinkedIn about coming on his podcast. And it really kind of set the wheels in motion of, of giving mine a go. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to say Jack's joining us today. So hello, Jack. Oh, thank you, Rob, mate. It's an honour to be here today. It's a pleasure. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Perfect. So let's let's kick straight into the, the kind of the first category. So it's all around kind of love, relationships. You know, what, what are your kind of what if moment around that or, you know, sliding doors moment? Well, my sliding doors moment is because I'm still a young lad, Rob, you know what I mean? I'm 25 years old and I'm trying me out. You know, I chase skills at the weekend and I'm professional from Monday to Friday, you know what I mean? So that's, that's my sort of way of looking at things. And when I look back in my life, I think there's been a few missed opportunities, well, not a few, there's been one sort of missed opportunity where there was this uh, beautiful girl and, you know, she, she, she was into me. I knew she was into me. And I was like, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm still sort of playing the field, trying to keep, I like being a single, I like, like, you know, going out with my mates, I didn't want to get locked down in, into any relationships, because I sort of just came out of hospital, and I just thought, I've just lost this relationship five years with my ex-partner, and uh, I thought, I, I don't really want to get into another relationship, just too soon for me it was, but I look, I scroll through Instagram, and I see pictures of anything, oh, I missed out there, I missed that, I should have just said yeah, you know what I mean, I should have just give it a go, should have went on a few dates, should have, seeing what could have come from it, you know what I mean? Because she's with she's with someone now and it's when you scroll through the Instagram thing and you think, oh bloody hell, that could have, that could have been me that <laughs> but so, you know so how, how how did you how did that kind of start? Was that you know um was that kind of internet dating? Was that just in the pub? How how did that even start yeah, really in the pub, yeah. Just like back in you know how it was back in the day, I suppose, just mm. going out, you know going out on the hunt with your boys and that. You know I mean? <laughs> you're fishing out, you're drinking your pints and you're looking about, and you're like, yeah, she's all right, she's all right. And then next minute, you know, you know, we sort of looked, you know, sort of liked each other, sort of chatting and that. And then she even bought me a pint and I was like, oh, right, this is a bit different. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, bit, oh, I like this one. But I just want, you know, 100% ready at that time to mm-hmm. jump into start seeing people and stuff like that. So that's my uh, big moment there when I look back and I think, oh, could could have been me that. <laughs> and and, and you know, you're right. Obviously, I'm I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, you know, we, uh, I'm sure most most lads watching this video will be able to relate to that in terms of, like you say, you're out you're out with your pals, you see see a nice girl, and then yeah, like you say, she she buys you a pint. That's a bit unusual, isn't it? So. Oh, yeah. it's yeah, you're gonna get that one. Listen, you gotta love this, right? I'm in the pub again. I see her, she's with a new fella in that. She comes up to me, she says hello, you're like, oh yeah, right. and I can tell that she likes her when you get the vibes, don't you? You get the vibes, but she's with a new fella in that. And I'm like, all oh, right, okay, nice to meet you, mate. Yeah, right, lad, blah 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 blah. Guess what she does? She buys me another pint. No way. I'm like, oh sound, you know what I mean? But you know, it's just one of them where you think, yeah. Maybe in the future, if something goes wrong, you never know. <laughs> <My slide in there. laughs> what, so, like you say, you're still you're still connected on Instagram, keeping keeping yeah. a low profile. Low profile as always. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> nice one, mate. Nice one. So, yeah, on, obviously, uh, kind of on to the next one, um, and that's that's all around kind of work and career and stuff like that. So, 
Um, you know, we kind of touched on it at the beginning. Um, you know, you, you host your own podcast now. Um, is there any kind of um, career what ifs? You know, what 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 did you want to be when you were little? What what was the what was the dream? Yeah, when I was little and I was first starting out, I wanted to be an actor for some reason. I was, was loved wow. the creative industries. I just thought it's amazing, you know what I mean? And I was watching film after film when I was a kid, like I was a big film geek, you know what I mean? Just mm. I just sit in my room being that introverted kid watching film after film after film after film. You know, I didn't really like speaking to people. I was a bit scared, nervous and shy. So I just isolated in my room with my films and that. <laughs> but then uh, that's what inspired me to what I was trying this acting stuff out. So I went to an acting school um, and then not long after that, about a year in, I ended up getting a part in a feature film called Blood with Nick Murphy and Stephen Graham and Mark Strong and Paul Bettany, you know, big stars in that. Wow, yeah. And that's what I really switched my mindset when I was about 15 years old to think, actually, you know, you put your mind to something, you're not guaranteed you're going to win every time, but mm. you've got a good chance of moving close towards your goals, aren't you? You know what I mean? So I just walked into the audition room. I remember now I had like little tattoos, little fake, you know, like Spider-Man tattoos, but you're like, <laughs> not, not Spider-Man tattoos, but you know what I mean? Them water ones, yeah, yeah, put yeah. them water tattoos on and I tried to look all like, you know, gangster and all that bollocks, <laughs> you know what I mean? But walked in there, 100% confidence and I somehow smashed it and got the part, you know what I mean? So it was a really big eye-opener, just in the shift of my mindset was more important, you know what I mean? From there, ended up wanting to be an author, because I was, in, I was involved in a play with a woman who was like a novelist. So she really inspired me and thought, mm. made me think, wow, she's done loads of books. I can do a book too. I've got a book in me somewhere, I'm sure. So that's what started my journey into writing as well. So I ended up writing my first novel at like 15 to 18. Got that sorted by that point. So I was young and ambitious, mm. you know what I mean? I'm still young, but, <laughs> but you know, I was just a young, ambitious kid, wanting the world, going after it, chasing my dreams, chasing my goals. And trying my hardest to conquer him as much as I could. But from there, that's when it sort of went downhill when I got into university. I got an unconditional offer, but everyone thought it was the greatest thing ever. But for me, I felt like something wasn't right. Mm. And that's when I started to like, my mindset started to shift a little bit. But on the outside, I looked like a success, Rob. Honestly, I, had, mm. like, I was working with people like Lorraine Kelly, Amir Khan, Team GB, you know, just to name a few names. And a big production company in Manchester I was working for as a runner. I was at university at the same time. But again, that relationship that I mentioned earlier, that five-year relationship, started to turn toxic. So I had a lot of stress and pressure on me from family, friends, relationships, university, job. And I just crumbled, mate. And that's when mm. I had my first mental health episode of psychosis, which was a scary one. But I can talk more about that if you want me to, but I don't want, yes. I want you to guide the conversation, really, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. However you want me to talk. No, that's, that's absolutely fine. I, what, I, what I didn't realise in our, on our short friendship is how famous you are. You're dropping all these names left, right and centre. <laughs> didn't know I was talking to a movie star, you know? No, you I'm not a movie star. That's all good stuff, mate. I think, you know, and like you say, whilst it was, it, you know, must have been really, really kind of bad at the time in terms of, like you say, it, it took a downhill when, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure lots of people will be able to kind of relate to that in terms of, you know, certainly when you think of the last 18 months, I'm sure people have kind of, again, took their own kind of downturn. Um, yeah. Especially, yeah, especially mental health is such a big thing at the moment. Um, yeah. it's, it's really good of you to kind of share that. And like you say, oh, it, it's kind right. of led you to, to where you are now. Like you say, that that yeah, drive yeah. has obviously helped you to get, get back up, hasn't it? Absolutely, mate. Like, I've been sectioned twice and I own that. That's my vulnerability. You know what I mean? But my vulnerabilities are my strength because if it wasn't for me sharing these vulnerabilities, I wouldn't be able to speak on the stages that I spoke at. 
I'm mm-hmm. able to have this conversation, what's led me up today with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So everything <laughs> has a knock-on effect in a positive way and a negative way as well. But you've got to be aware of the negative and become focused on the positive. So when the negative gets too much, you can switch and change direction in the way you need to go. It's not always easy, Rob, this morning. No. You know what I mean? I won't feel it. Oh, I'm not feeling it today, but I was like, I will commitment to Rob and we will do this podcast. <laughs> That's why I sent you that message, just checking it was still on. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and just talk to us a bit about that. Like, because to, to kind of those listening, obviously, we, and I'm, I mean, I include myself in that. We'll have no idea what that kind of Lorraine Kelly world, you know, Amir Khan, Team GB, all that, all that world will mean nothing to us other than kind of what we see on on social media on tv yeah, yeah. so yeah. Let, let's just peel the curtain back on that a little bit more what was that like from kind of your experience it was amazing i was only 19 at the time about 18 i was working well my first little tv stint was on a pilot which didn't make it anywhere but it was a great experience it had people like ricky Atten in it it had um Kevin Griffiths, who was out of Shameless, you know, the mm. guy who played Mickey out of Shameless, he was in it. And I was buzzing to meet him. I was like, oh my God, I'm starstruck here, meeting all these celebrities and famous yeah. people, like from a young age. And um, yeah, I was I was just really excited by it. But it was a good director who, who was on the set of um, Lorraine Keller. It was like a JD Williams advert, I think, for women. I can't think of the director. I'm trying to think what the director's name is, but it's back in my head somewhere. If it pops up, <laughs> I'll let you know. But he was such a nice man. And I was like, I was trying my hardest to impress him and get him the brews, get him the coffees and look after everyone and run around the set like a maniac, just looking after everyone. And he said, oh, Jack, what is you, what, where do you see yourself in like the future? And I said, one day I want to be in your shoes. Like, and I was dead bold. Everyone just went quiet and looked at me like that. I was like, oh my God. And he went, all right, all right. He went, come here, young man. I went, all right, sound. And came, walked up to him and he went, how would you like to have a go at directing then? I was like, no. Yeah, he went, yeah, yeah. I've got a video. I'll send you the video. I'll send you the I've got So one of the lads recorded it from there. And I was just there on the set, just like telling Lorraine Kelly what to do in that for about 10 minutes. And he was like, tap me on the shoulder. He said, well done, mate. Well done. Now go and get me a brew. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was one of them like surreal moments where my family, when I told my family and they seen the video, they're like, no way, I can't believe yeah. you just did that. You know what I mean? So And, and it, all, it all comes back, like you say, doesn't it? To that, that kind of leadership, that, ability of that that director to kind of give you that opportunity like that that will resonate it certainly resonates with me in terms of kind of I think we talked about it before when we I was was obviously in retail now and I'm in in HR when I was in retail certainly kind of two managers stick out in my head around that kind of experience of going them asking you you the question or me obviously in this scenario the question of where do you want to be what do you want to do and kind of having that Quite, having the balls to say, I want to be where you are, and, and yeah, yeah, saying, yeah. I'm, I'm coming for your job ultimately. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then you know, and I think good managers react positively to that, and like you say, yeah. give you the opportunity to do it. I think, yeah, yeah. You know, we, I'm sure we've we've both come across people that wouldn't have given us those opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have gone the wrong way. Couldn't, couldn't yeah. have like little bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was just so genuinely nice guy. You know what I mean? He said, "Come on, then." You know what I mean? That was his, got his name, John Wright. Big shout out to John Wright. Thank you, mate, if you're listening. <laughs> and, and and you, like you say, you, you remember these people. You're, you're talking, you're, you're 25 now. That was 18, 19. That, yeah, yeah. That was, you know, a, a number of years ago now, but that that experience, like you say, sticks out to you, doesn't it? So that can only be a good thing in terms of, you know, it's obviously stuck with you. And, and you know, someday you'll, you'll, and like you say, like I said at the beginning, you kind of gave me that with this so 
you, oh, you know I mean? it's, all, it's all about yeah. kind of paying it back isn't it ultimately yeah, you, yeah, you end up paying it back so yeah I think you're absolutely right that was a that was a really good kind of example of you know what if moments because it, it led you on to the next one and the next one and yeah, 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 where yeah, you are yeah, now yeah. isn't it where we are now yeah uh, so yeah, on, on to kind of our, our last one. And this this one is where I get a little bit kind of nervous because I, I hand it over to you ultimately. Um in the it's it's the wild card. Obviously, you you kind of you you take the floor, Jack. Right. So this is this is where I ask you a question, yeah. Well, this is this is where you you kind of give me your your kind of personal what if. And then obviously I I, I don't know what that is. So yeah. I'm I'm very much kind of reacting to you in terms of kind of what right. what your experiences are. So it's not it's not constrained to you know job or love or anything like that. It is just a what if moment that kind of you know let happen in your life. Right. Then. It's coming. It's coming. Right, are you ready? So ready. my wild card is where would I be now if I never got unwell with bipolar and got section twice? Mm. Boom. <laughs> the big one, that in it. Yeah, and um, and and where where do you think that where do you think you would be in terms of because obviously is that I'm and you know you you talk about this as, as much as you want, but I'm yeah. assuming that is part of what led to kind of that five year relationship not going well and and the kind of yeah. the ripple effect yeah in terms of kind of so where do you think you would have been kind of had had that not happened. Well, I think if if I didn't get unwell twice on two occasions and have to battle with the demons of bipolar, I think I'd still be working in the creative sector, and I, and I think I'd still be. I think I would have progressed further, possibly even into like you know producing or something like that, or even potentially have my own little media company. You know what I mean? Because that's what my thoughts I had in the head back then. You know yeah. what I mean? I was trying to create opportunities for myself, and I thought, hang on a minute, I'm I'm creating opportunities for myself here, but I'm not getting the paid. You know what I mean? I'm not getting paid well for it, but I'm creating them opportunities. So I had that entrepreneurial spirit then. So I thought, if it wasn't for the situations and circumstances of how my life has led so far now, up to this point, mm. possibly I'd be a lot further ahead. But would I have helped as would I have helped as many people as I have? I don't think I would have either. That on that spectrum. No, because you, know you would have been you would have been lost in the grind of that, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. you, you were you were by the signs of it in in the kind of the motion of it in the grind of it. And then yeah. what happened happened causes you to kind of stop pushing yeah. forward with that, doesn't it? And then, like you say, if you were heads down pushing forward with your own stuff, are you yeah. then, like you say, are you then as heads up helping others? Possibly not. But, yeah. but then you achieve what you want to achieve. So it's, yeah. it's very interesting juxtaposition, yeah. isn't it? Of, <laughs> yeah. It would have been more selfish, <laughs> but... At the same time, I would have been able to get to a certain level to be able to then start doing what I'm doing now. Because I always had this image in my head, I thought, I'm not successful enough to be able to give back yet. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird spectrum, you know what I mean, to think on land levels. But now I think, well, you know what, Jack? I've gone through all this life experience. I've written two books with dyslexia. I've got in Waterstones. I've grafted to get in there. I've hustled my way forward. I'm still my own person at the end of the day, but I've just took a different route. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I've still got the potential there to make something of myself and be as big as I want to be. But it's all about getting there sensibly. You know what I mean? Without yeah, making absolutely. myself of myself. You and know I'm, what I mean? And I, and I thought to myself, like you say, and I've, I thought to myself, when I came up with this concept, this idea, 
I thought yeah. to myself, I but I don't know anyone that's that's gonna want like, am I the only one that thinks the way I'm thinking? Is this is this a viable idea? And then like you say, actually, I, I have had a, a number of jobs. I have worked in a number of sectors. So I've worked in yeah. retail, hospitality, now HR. I know a wide variety of people that oh, have different experiences. Like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, um, we're a couple of guests in now. And oh, you're, do you know what I mean? In terms of each person has been different. We've had a different experience every time. Yours, yours is, is obviously very different to, the other people that have come on so far, yeah, yeah, but do you, do you know, it all adds. You know, there will be people out there that will absolutely relate to that, and that's what I love about this is that people are picking it up. They are relating to, to kind of the different the different subjects, and I think you're right. There's there's an element of it. It, it almost comes back to imposter syndrome, doesn't it? Of yeah. am I you know am I good am enough? I qualified? Am I, am I good I, enough? Am I yeah. What it takes? Have I got the mentality? It's that, don't waste that question yourself. That's when you need to just do it. Because that's at that point, it's like, look, you stop questioning yourself, start doing it. And you'll find out whether you're good enough. And the market will decide, the cars will fall when they fall. But it's not, it shouldn't stop you from going after it. Because the only way you know if it's a mistake is until it's after the event. And I don't think it's a mistake, Rob. I think it's a positive thing what you're doing. And it's really brought out, you know, stuff I've not shared before online. You know what I mean? You know, what sort of person, well, no, it, it, the only conversation, only time we have a conversation like this is when you're in the pub, innit? It, and you it is, I mean? and, it, and this, this, this has been, this is how I'm trying to capture this, I guess. That, that's what I want this to feel like to people that come on, and um, that's really good that you, that's how you feel, because that's how I want it to feel for everyone, is that it's just a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I want you to kind of be comfortable enough to share experiences that yeah. you know then gets out to the wider world people can relate you know people then want to share their own stories because it's similar or you know we've had shared experiences whatever it may be yeah, yeah, um, but I think that that is that's certain, certainly the, the kind of the best feedback I've had so far is that that's you feel how I want it to feel so that that's really yeah, good. Yeah. that's what I mean because it's like some people might feel a bit vulnerable online talking about this thing, knowing that it's going out on your channels and stuff like that. But it's like it's the first time I've ever had a conversation with someone like in, in like a professional way slash mate way as well. Yeah. Talking about girls online, come on! You, you, I wonder what responses you get when you talk about relationships and girls and stuff online. And, and, and this is this is the thing. So, like we kind of touched on, I am slightly older than you, so I'm probably of a of a slightly different generation in terms of that. You know, you're probably on there end of that generation that were meeting girls in pubs whereas that yeah. was very much how we we did it as I was going out you know there wasn't as much social media there wasn't as much um kind of internet dating and stuff obviously yeah. my wife for you know seven years now we've been together a long time and um, you know it is a very different experience but we can all relate to that that feeling of being in the pub with your mates you know seeing yeah. people that that doesn't change, I don't think, no matter what generation you are. No, nah, it won't. It won't. Because everyone goes out to socialise at the weekend. And that means when the people socialising, things are going to happen, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> things are going to start popping up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's been really good, Jack. And, you know, thank you for your, thank you for your time today. Um, no everyone, if you can, you know, follow the socials, subscribe, like on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and we'll see you again next time.